Hearing Loss Live recognizes tinnitus week. Hello, welcome to Hearing Loss Live. We were going through our calendar and we noticed this week is National Tinnitus Week. So we thought what a better way than to make a short and talk to you about tinnitus and our experiences with it. I personally don't have tinnitus past the occasional ringing in the ears from whatever's going on. It doesn't last long and it doesn't bother me. But interestingly, my hearing son went hunting one time uh, and has suffered from tinnitus ever since. So whether you have a hearing loss or not, tinnitus is one of those things that, um, and I'm sorry, I seem to have a, a funny little window thing going on. Um, so tinnitus is one of those things that you may or may not experience, but most of the people I know with hearing, uh, excuse me, with tinnitus have a hearing loss of some sort and or are deaf. And so I thought, you know, let's talk a little bit about our personal experiences and share some ideas on what Shelly and Michelle, who both have tinnitus, have used in the past to kind of help um, habituate their their tinnitus and how they've dealt with it, because it can be pretty, pretty traumatizing, I guess is what I'll say. I want to say one more thing, and then I'm going to turn it over and let them talk to you. Be cautious of anybody who says they can cure your tinnitus. That is not true. Do your research. Talk with friends. Go to American Tinnitus Association, uh, ATA.org. We'll have a little link on our, on our little post here. And do your research. This is not us giving you advice. This is us letting you know what we have tried and found that works for our individual tinnitus. Every individual is going to uh, approach it differently, and that's okay. The more you know, the more ways you can find out what works for you. All right, that's my soapbox. I'm done. Who would like to go first? Shelly? Uh, this is Shelly. Um, tinnitus is individual to each person. Everybody is different. We all hear different noises. And I think we all deal with it a little differently. So, again, we're coming from personal experiences, not a total recognition. I, I have been told I dealt with mine in the past the wrong way. But it really wasn't. So uh, I'll explain. In 1987, I came down with tinnitus overnight, hard, high-pitched squealing, and I could not sleep. And I went to an uh, ear, nose, throat doctor, and they took a hearing test and said I didn't have any hearing loss, but I think I had he hidden hearing loss. But I had tinnitus. And he said, oh, go home. Uh, learn to live with it. There's nothing we can do. But you didn't tell me how to learn to live with it. And I was not sleeping. I was a zombie during the day. So uh, I think it was just hardcore determination on my part to get over it. I think I was standing in the bathroom one morning and I just decided I'm not going to let this ruin my life because I was, I think, 18 years old. 
you know, this is not going to ruin my life. So that night I put on a Walkman. Ha <laughs> ha, that dates me. <laughs> so I put on my Walkman and I listened to music all night long. I was really thankful for one of those ones that flipped the cassette side over. <laughs> so I just, very light music, just enough to cover up the tinnitus. And that's finally how I learned to deal with it. And I think I slept with noise for a very long time. So I habituated early. Um, I have now the high pit squeal, cicadas, and crickets 24-7. Those noises are always going for me. It only drives me crazy in really quiet situations or when I'm working on something, a project that revolves around tinnitus. And then I hear it all the time again. It's horrible. Uh, otherwise, you know, I wear my hearing aids, and that kind of drowns out the tinnitus. I do get a chirp when I'm overtired. It just it's chirp, 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 and that means I need to go to bed early that night. I I make friends with my tinnitus, which is what I was told was the wrong thing way back when. <laughs> I was. Going through a divorce, haha, fun. And it was, of course, not very fun. And I, I, instead of focusing on all the issues around the divorce, I turned into my tinnitus, okay? My crickets, my cicadas, my night noises. And that kept my mind off of divorce issues. So I just, it became almost like my friend because it helped me focus on something else, which later on turned into like, well, it's just background now. It doesn't bother me. Um, Caffeine, salt, and aspirin are said to make a difference in tinnitus. None of that has affected my tinnitus. It It doesn't matter for me, but I have known people that do watch their intake of those three things to keep their tinnitus to a minimum. Mostly my problem is being overtired and the bird is now my bird chirping is my alerting system. Thank you for that insight. Actually sounds like making it your friend might help it keep from being your enemy. I don't know. Michelle, what are your thoughts on your tinnitus? I do have some thoughts. Um, Since I started losing my hearing as a child, I don't think that I actually know what it's like not to have tinnitus. And um, my loss was gradual and pretty severe by the end of high school. So as I lost more hearing, my tinnitus got worse. Another thing that complicates tinnitus for me is that I have severe hyperacusis, which is an intolerance of sound, everyday sound. So all of my audiologists would say, okay, to get rid of the tinnitus, you need to introduce sound into your ears. And so I when I tried hearing aids, that introduced sound, but because of the hyperacusis, I really couldn't tolerate the volume that I needed to get any kind of benefit or relief. So putting sound in my ears doesn't really help. Um, my tinnitus usually is that 
which I grew up in the 60s and 70s. And so back then when the TV went off the air at the end of the day, you got that static screen with that static noise. A lot of times that is what my tinnitus sounds like. Sometimes it's a shrill um, sound with a sharp pain that may be due to a combination with my hyperacusis because when you have hyperacusis, um, you get pain in your ears and sound introduces pain. So sometimes I think my tinnitus is triggered by sounds that I actually can't hear, but um, they irritate my hyperacusis. So it's really kind of complicated. Um, the other sounds that I get um, is the chirping that Shelly um, mentioned, but I also get church bells. Like, I'd say maybe once a year, once every two years, I'll have three or four days where I'll have a continual church bell ringing in my ear, and it sounds exactly like church bells. Um, I'm not sure what to attribute that to. Um, I also have migraines, and usually when I have a migraine, my tinnitus is really bad. I have one actually right now. Um, and the other interesting tinnitus scenario that I get is a radio announcer. If you've seen Pretty Woman in the opening of that where you hear the radio um talk radio going on that's kind of what it is it's a low tone and it sounds like a man's voice on the radio and my brain actually adds some words in there so that i can make sense of it because it it tends to drive me crazy luckily i don't have that very often and um as for relief there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Um, again, I can't listen to music or do any of that. Um, and sometimes I just have to go to bed and sleep it off if it's really bad. Um, luckily, I'm acclimated to it. I think I am good at trying to focus on other things. I know there's a name for that, and I think Shelley mentioned it, um, where you change your focus. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends on what environment I'm in. Sometimes when I'm kayaking by myself, um, um, there's a wilderness river by my house, and it's so quiet. Everybody tells me it's just so dead quiet. And that actually makes my tinnitus worse. And I have to turn around and go back home because I can't actually enjoy being out in the wild because my tinnitus is just raging. So um, for me, I've not really had any great solutions for relief um, but I can live with it and the times that I can't I just pretty much go to bed and try to sleep it off Thank you Michelle I think one of our biggest takeaways is that everybody's different right so if you haven't joined a support group about tinnitus maybe look into one whether online or through um, American Tinnitus Association, uh, maybe through your health and welfare uh, division, they might have some more information or, or guideposts. Um, and just know there is support and there's all sorts of ideas. I think Neosensory Band, who we talk about quite a bit, 
has a, uh, the word Michelle was looking for a habituation band, uh, computer program for tinnitus that may or may not help you. Um, and keep an open mind. Try different things. You never know what, what can help you. And if it does, it's not the wrong thing. Okay. Um, you, you need to look into solutions for yourself. So we hope you have a good week. It is tinnitus recognition week. So look for articles. I'm going to guess there's going to be a bunch worldwide, um, maybe on who world health organization. They seem to publish a lot of stuff there. We'll have that link down here in the corner too. We have, hope you have a good week and thanks for listening today. See ya. Links for today's short podcast can always be found at hearinglosslive.com. Look in the upper right corner and click glossary and any link we list will be there. Thanks for joining.